Good on, my name is Welcome to the Little Mount Podcast. Here at Quinlan's Canteen of the Gold Coast of Australia. I'm your host, Adam O'Brien. And we're going full Aussie. Hope Kevin the Raider Nerd writes a lot. He's talking about me, the Aussie. Hey, my name is Gow. And I Alright, folks, this is about enough of that. We're not going to be turning the Aussie up to 10. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> I'm your host Adam O'Brien here on the Leather Mold Podcast. Tonight we're going to be chatting a 90s classic film starring Christian Slater. This is a film that is a lot of fun. It's a comedy, it's an action art, and it's a little bit like Deadpool. It is called Cuffs. All here on the Leather Mold Podcast. Welcome to Phantom Podcast Network. This is Legal Mullet Podcast, a celebration of 1980s action cinema. Celebrating the heroes of yesterday. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Bruce Willis, Van Damme, all the way down to, of course, the big, great action films that we all enjoyed on VHS, and of course, Betamax, with the lows of American Ninja, all the way through to Cyborg Cop and Beyond. Here at Phantom Podcast Network's Legal Wallet Podcast, join Adam O'Brien as we celebrate action movie cinema. Welcome to the show. I'm Adam O'Brien, your host here, of course, at Phantom Podcast Network's The Legal Muller Podcast. But I still can't believe just how many podcasts we've done here for Kevin and Kyle, of course, on the um, network. And, of course, this is where we celebrate action movie cinema. It is huge. It's massive. Films like Runaway, because it runs away, apparently. And, of course, films like Coughs. No, not Coughs, but Cuffs. Anyway, but you know what I mean. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... G'day, money going? Follow the legal mullet here on Phantom Podcast Network's master channel at fbnet.podbean.com or subscribe on the Podbean app where you can find all the shows. Blood of Kings, a Highlander podcast. Culture Clash, a weekly look at pop culture. You look at Making Treks, a Star Trek fan podcast. You can also check out The Mullet Guild, a look at the Dune universe from me, the legal mullet. You can also check out this show and all the others like What a Piece of Junk, a Star Wars podcast, Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast, Good Evening, an Alfred Hitchcock podcast, and much, much more. All on FPN. You can follow on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all podcatchers. Make sure you follow me, The Lethal Mullet, at The Lethal Mullet on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Now it's time for the latest action news from the cinema and martial arts movies and more, all here on the Lethal Mullet Podcast. Bruce Willis in particular, uh, some of the films that you probably don't know as well that he's done. We're going to be looking at Last Man Standing. Great film, of course, by Walter Hill. It is basically a more modern western, a revisionist western, but it's also based on Yojimbo. That's right, Akira Kurosawa. So we'll be looking at that in a couple of weeks' time. Also looking at a couple of TV specials, which are going to be coming up very, very soon. We've done Knight Rider in the past here and some other great 1980s um, stuff as well. But we're also going to be looking at the quintessential 1990s uh, show, which is, of course, David Lynch's Twin Peaks. We'll be looking at the first two seasons and, of course, The Return, which was 
final season done in back in 2017, all here on the Leave Them All podcast. We'll give you a bit of a guide to that show and why it was such a, a quintessential chapter of TV. So, what's in the news? Well, right now, of course, Scott Atkins is doing some great work with The Art of Action, this amazing channel that he's put together on YouTube, looking at, of course, all the greats of action movies. He's choreographers, martial artists, looking at um, stars you may not have heard of, but he's had some great ones. Like, of course, King of the Kickboxes himself, Lauren Avedon has been on there. And, of course, Taekwondo master, Philip Ree, of course, that's what we're talking about there. Tommy Lee, who went up against, of course, Day Han in Best of the Best. He was on the last episode and fantastic because we got to see a little bit more of, about his the desire to break into Hollywood, but also spread the word of Taekwondo, Hapkido, and many other martial arts in the schools that he's um, doing over in LA and vice versa. And, of course, his uh, brother Simon Ree, very well-known uh, choreographer and, of course, stuntman over in the U.S., um, a lot of that's on there. Simon's done some great um, interviews recently as well. So it's great to see them out there spreading the word of martial arts. And as a martial artist myself can say, does the world of good for you. Also on that, we've had Dolph Lundgren recently. Of course, Dolph's great. There's a certain charisma that comes across in every single interview that he does. And it's great. It's fantastic. And there's an energy. Now, this is one of the smartest guys in action film too because he went to university and got himself basically a doctorate. You know, he is, uh, you know, a chemical engineer or something like that, from what I remember. Uh, again, great master of Kyokushin Kai Karate as well. And just somebody you would not want to pick up fight with, put it that way. But, of course, he's on there as well. And we're going to be looking at a couple of reviews in the next two episodes of some harder-to-find Dolph Lundgren films. One of the big ones coming up very, very soon is, of course, a great film. If you haven't seen it before, called Men of War. This is a film that he did years and years ago where he basically takes a group of mercenaries, a little bit like the Magnificent Seven, out to an island, and they're meant to exploit the island's natural wonders. But what happens is it turns the tables, and he goes native. And there's an interesting play on what you would do if you were a mercenary and then decided to go against the job that you've been given. All right, And it's really well played, of course. Some really great actors in that one too. And it is the kind of action film which you can just keep re-watching. It really is. Um, you, again, the action there is great. But the charisma as a leader of these people, of course, is uh, Dolph Lundgren. Really, really good at that one. He's had some really interesting uh, films that haven't gone to cinema like that too in the past. So it's a great thing to see his career just going all the way that it is. Obviously, we looked at Universal Soldier recently. And um, you know, it's an interesting sort of uh, sequels reboots and TV movies that they've added to those series. And we've had a few listeners message in and say that they would like us to look at each of the films. We may do that down the track. Uh, definitely regeneration. Something interesting about that, particularly with the UFC uh, or mixed martial arts fighters that are involved in that one too. I wouldn't mind looking at that too. But of course, the just the nature of they've gone through a harder, more clinical, um, but also concrete look at how you would go about bringing these basically zombie soldiers back to life and um, how some of them can regain their memory, some of what came before them, some can't. 
Um, and that's something we can look at, obviously, too. It is a great uh, run of movies, those ones, too, because, again, they're putting all these athletes, stuntmen, martial artists into the mix and really seeing them, um, you know, push the limits, particularly the first film. Roland Emmerich really pushed out some of the greatest stunts out there, particularly explosive um, stunts and gags and stuff like that, too. When they blow up the petrol station, uh, some of the truck um, chases and stuff like that, too. And a very Terminator. Uh, just on a much bigger scale in some parts, too. It's a chase flick, not going either. But I think Regeneration was one of those great ones, which really made it different. It was almost like a horror film, the way they sort of um, paced themselves in that, too. And, of course, um, the way that they brought about the Unisols, too, with the, um, the new generation Unisol, the NGU, as well. So be interesting to look at those, too. Uh, we have also had a few requests to look into some of the late 90s Van Damme films. So, of course, Knockoff is one of my favourites. We could look at that. We'll also be looking at Double Team, uh, which is an odd film. Uh, and believe it or not, really expensive, on, even on Amazon, folks. So if you find it streaming somewhere, watch it, because you certainly don't want to pay $58 for it. Well, definitely not here in Australia, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so you got those, but also some greater films, like in that time, Maximum Risk is one of the ones for me, too, that was just it was on par. Maximum Risk was something that really played the, that idea where he is basically a twin again, or, you know, brothers. Uh, I do believe he's got another project coming out playing that sort of uh, role again too, where he's playing two characters plus a father as well. Um, but Van Damme also has a martial arts film, specifically martial arts, on the way. So it's interesting. He's He comes about leaps and bounds. Obviously, JCVD really gave him an adrenaline shot, as he says himself in some of those interviews, and really pushed him on to wanting to do different stuff and get out there. Of course, Jean-Claude Van Johnson, the great uh, Amazon Prime TV show as well is out there for you guys to check out. Again, Van Damme always makes interesting stuff. He's not the greatest actor. He's not Tom Cruise. He's not, um, you know, of that calibre. But he has a charisma. He's funny and he's likeable. And um, let's dare say it's a little bit more better than some of the other action stars that keep putting out those direct to... Uh, DVD films out there too, so. <laughs> but also, we want to point out too, some of those films that we have been um, a little bit harder to find out here in Australia. One of those is a find this week. That is, of course, this one here. Of course, Runaway. It's obviously backwards for you guys over there. Check it out on live screen right now. Now, this is a great film. I've always enjoyed it, and it's kind of, to me, it's part of the Gene Simmons trilogy of bad guys. Um, obviously, you got... Um, his work in this, Red Surf, where he's not playing a bad guy in that one. He's actually quite good in that one, where he's playing kind of like a Bodhisattva-style character with um, just brings in the hardware. Hey, guys, here's an AK-47. Enjoy. I hope you like it. With George Clooney and um, Doug Savant, I think it was, from Melrose Place. But um, here we have the man himself, the Selleck, the Tom, the big boy, the Magnum. And um, this is a great... Uh, you know, again, chase flick uh, it is a mystery, it's a thriller uh, it's done by Michael Crichton so beware, there are dinosaurs, no, no, there's no dinosaurs folks <laughs> but it's really slick uh, it's not the kind of sci-fi that you would expect uh, particularly when you've got weapons that actually are semi-realistic this one here being the rocket pistol and uh, it has one cool firearm as Kevin said, that's your man. <laughs> but 
in this this weapon is actually a Colt M1911 that's been basically given this little facelift down the bottom. And of course, Gene Simmons carries that around with him and fires it. And you see these little basically bullets with they've got like a camera feel. So you're seeing the vision of where that bullet's going. It's really cleverly done for the time. 1984, I believe, this came out. And uh, this Blu-ray is the UK edition. Uh, it has a commentary by the film critic Kevin Lyons. Quite informative, really well put together. And again, it's quite a great print. Again, kind of dispeckled in some of the film there, here and there, because of the way it was shot, I suppose, um, cinematography. But it is beautiful. It's great. And let's just face it, folks. For Blu-ray, you can't do better. Alrighty, mate. Time to go down to the pub for a pint. Chat, action movies, and more. Here on the Lethal right. Wallet Podcast. So let's get into it. Cuffs. That's this little bad boy here. Now, the DVD edition isn't the most fabulous when it comes to special features. Are you ready, folks? The special features are theatrical trailer of Cuffs. That's right, starring Christian Slater. That's about as good as it gets, but the film is still fantastic. Uh, as Bob Strauss of the LA Times says, Cuffs is original, fun, consistently surprising. And it is, it's great. It is a fantastic fun film. You get Tron in it, Bruce Box Lightner. We'll go through all that very, very soon. But the biggest thing that got out of it is a little bit of the pulp culture sort of feel. This is, a, uh, I think, preferred for the time, in the 90s. It was really pushing the music in it. There's a lot, you know, this is real. This is a bit of a musical in some ways. But it is in that sort of tone of being a fun action film. Not quite as full on as, say, Lethal Weapon, Police Academy. It's kind of got a feel of Police Academy, I suppose, a little bit, because it is a comedy. But at the same time, it's aimed towards the late teen market, which, of course, these two were really uh, riding with. Of course, that's Mila Jovovich and, of course, Christian Slater. Now, at the time, Christian Slater, he was known for a pop-up the volume, and I do believe the biggest one was playing Dave Rudabaugh in Young Guns 2. Great film. Uh, yes, we will cover the Young Guns very, very soon. You're on the network, folks. <laughs> but Young Guns 2, he plays, obviously, a quarrelling character with uh, the likes of uh, Billy the Kid, Dave Rudabar, who wants to take over the regulators. You know, these are my men here, the regulators. Man up! But, of course, what really is going on with this is um, they've taken that sort of lovable charismatic character and really not only have they thrown it on screen with the mix of all the others what they've really done is they've thrown it in there but also the voice of the audience is going through him and this fourth wall where you see him do a scene and then he goes right well that went well you know and he's, he's facing you he's telling you the story and it's a unique narrative plot device which will go through whether that was successful or not i think it's quite good because again we do know yeah, Martin Woods just said, Ferris Bueller's shoot 'em up movie. It really is. It's, it's, I mean, you certainly wouldn't put Matthew Broderick at this. Um, you know, to me, it wouldn't feel it. But um, Christian Slater's cool enough, funny enough, crazy enough sort of a guy to put in this, um, in as far as his roles and stuff like that too. Came out in 1992 and directed by Bruce Evans. Uh, obviously, this... with um, those around him too. Captain Marino, played by Troy Evans, very good actor in this one too. Uh, interesting, and just headbutts everybody that comes across uh, to the point where, you know, as he's learning, they give him uh, Ted Bukowski, 
And of course, that is played by Tony Goldwyn. And Tony's really good in this, particularly the reactions that Tony gives to uh, Christian's sort of outbursts and a lot of the comedy that he's sort of putting in place. Um, it's funny. <laughs> Particularly uh, the fact that the film was um, meant to be aimed at a much um, older age group. And then the film company went and said, no, it's got to be PG-13. So uh, MA or M15 plus out here in Australia. So, of course, they did that whole censoring gag when they were sitting in the car. And it's quite well done. It's quite funny at the time. Again, poking fun at the film company for doing that. <laughs> so this, this film's got a hell of a sense of humour. Uh, I think that's what really, uh, you know... Puts it above those others that are out there too. Um, the cuffs itself, um, you know, I think, you know, for Christian Slater, this is probably his peak for me when I see it. You know, if, particularly how at the time, you know, he'd done all these little roles that were sort of leading up to bigger parts and bigger parts. And then leading this one, this is this is his strongest. We're seeing him in his element here. Um, he's got that sort of reluctant hero factor too. Trying to still be cool to the, was that teen market, but then he was avoiding that too. Um, in the production time, Slater said he took the part to avoid doing all the accents or worrying about historical accuracy and stuff like that that he'd done um, in previous two roles. So obviously doing those uh, times and some stuff like, of course, Young Guns and vice versa. And of course, you know, at this, they were trying to really push the, the teen factor too. So um, he's asked to do a scene in his underwear. He said... <laughs> Nah, <laughs> it's a bit too gratuitous. Again, it was aimed to get that market of um, the younger fans and stuff like that too that were really uh, into the teen heartthrobs at the time. Uh, and, of, of course, you know, there was Johnny Depp, Richard Grieco, all those sort of um, late 80s, early 90s sort of crowd that were right into it. So I think it was, it was sort of interesting sort of hits that mark. It was released in the US January 10, 1992, uh, and it came out of fifth place and um, a total gross of $5.7 million open weekend. So, um, again, it made $21.1 uh, in total. But the film itself, I think, did better on VHS. Out here in Australia, I'm pretty sure we only got a VHS release. It could be wrong. Um, but when it came out, it was all over the shelves. It was everywhere. Like, it was one of those most popular releases at the time. And again, we've got we've rented it out a number of times on VHS. Um, one of those ones where you can just you can rewatch it. That makes a good film when you can actually put it in and rewatch it from time to time. And um, you know, again, the characters keep drawing you back. The music brings you back as well. In uh, nineteen ninety two, July six, under the label Stage and Screen, uh, there was a soundtrack release, and the soundtrack's pretty damn decent. It's amazing actually. Um, the uh, German synth pop musician Harold Faltermeyer put together um, the album and of course there's some great tracks on there like I Don't Want to Live Without You um, there's also some really great beats here and there that really come through but what I think about this one too is that it's contemporary but it, at the same time you listen back to it um, there's, there's songs in there The Future's So Great, I Gotta Wear Shades you know, like things like that that, that really are timeless. That's what's great about it. Some of those soundtracks aren't from the 80s, you know. Some of them are bang on perfect, like your Back to the Futures and stuff like that. But there's others that um, the songs don't really age as well. So uh, this is one of those few from the 90s that definitely came back and uh, did quite well. The film itself um, basically came out with a round about the A to um, B scale at the time. Uh, but also, you know, it has that sort of feel, a lot of reviewers saying, of Eddie Murphy films as well. 
But again, it's aimed at a teenage action movie market, which at the time probably wasn't that massive. Where a lot of those were going through, it was more about aimed at you know the likes of you know, your Arnold Schwarzenegger fans, your, your Stallone fans, because action movies were at that peak where they had to be Dolph Lundgren, Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, Jeff Winkler, Jess Speakman, um, Don the Dragon Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, Richard Norton, all those huge action guys at the time, and action girls as well. Huge. But again, this is a different market. You know, Young Guns really opened up things, and Young Guns in particular, uh, and its sequel, Young Guns 2, opened up this sort of young youth market that would come through, and they were kind of cool. 21 Jump Street probably had a lot to do with that as well. And, of course, a lot of the features that we had see with, um, of course, with Christian Slater itself. The film itself, of course, on our meter right here, not on all those others, on Rotten Tomatoes or that, we have a different one. We have, of course... The Hallenbach scale. It's out of five. Your fingers. And it gets a three. That's right. Go and check it out. If you can find the Blu-ray, go for it. I'll tell you what. Blu-ray would be even better than this copy. So, up next, folks, we're going to be looking at some other different stuff in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about martial arts. Now, martial arts are a big part of these films and a big part of the journey of a lot of us out there, too. Um, what sort of martial arts are you covering? yourself you know what do you do out there to keep yourself fit keep yourself focused on uh, each week to week whatever you do martial arts are one of those things that bring obviously your mind your body your soul together as one and it's interesting hearing about different journeys of that too so on this show we're going to have in the next couple of weeks different martial artists coming on to actually talk about where they are going with their journey what it's brought to them as you know just in everyday life and it's not about styles, it's about what it has done for you. Has it made you a better person? Has it given you a journey in life? What about when it comes to your films that you like? You know, you watch films and stuff like that, you go and do martial arts, come back and you think, okay, this is the kind of film I want to watch. Does it influence that? All those sorts of things we're going to be looking at here on this show as well. And that's all on Lethal Muller Podcast on the Phantom Podcast Network. All right, folks, I'm your host, Adam O'Brien. I'm bidding you adieu, and we'll catch you next time here. The very massive, huge FPN's Leather Mullet Podcast. Bye for now. G'day, folks. Hope you're enjoying the great shows here on the Phantom Podcast Network. Be sure to check out all the great shows that we have on offer and subscribe on the master feed at fpnet.podbean.com. You can check Blood of Kings, a Highlander podcast hosted by Kevin the Raider Nerd Rasel and Lee Fillingsis on their platform. You can also check out Culture Clash, which is the weekly look at pop culture hosted by Kevin and Kyle. Couch Potato Theatre, this is a cult classics and guilty pleasure podcast. Also Time Warp, a fandom flashback show. Enzo, a look at the NFL, American football. Also, Good Evening, an Alfred Hitchcock podcast, looking at the great films of Alfred Hitchcock. Union Federation podcast, a Star Trek and Orville podcast, looking at Discovery, and of course, Picard, plus the Orville. But also, the Hair Metal podcast, looking at the great shows put on by the amazing bands back in the late 80s, their discs, their LPs, everything, all covering the fashion as well. Hosted by Kevin the Raider Nerd Reitzel. You can also check out Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast, Hosted by Kevin and Dan Hadley, looking at all the eras of Doctor Who. You can also catch out What a Piece of Junk, a Star Wars podcast. An amazing show looking at Star Wars, hosted by Derek and Scott. And of course, our newest one, the amazing 
The Mullet Guild, an offshoot of the Lethal Mullet podcast looking at Frank Herbert's Dune universe. This is like an encyclopedia for Dune, where I take you through and down into the rabbit hole of Frank Herbert's amazing space opera, the sprawling universe which is going to be brought to life by Denis Villeneuve and December 18. You can check out all the shows there. Be sure to also go onto the social platforms on Twitter at Fanpot Network. Let us know what you think of the shows and what else you can uh, look at there. You can also check out great articles that we put up through there that we share. Also check out on Instagram and Facebook, Fandom Podcast Network. Be sure to make sure that every Tuesday you check out the great work done by Making Treks as well. A brand new podcast looking at a deep dive of Star Trek hosted by myself, James Semple, and of course, the ever-popular and amazing writer of Star Trek and Star Wars, Mark Newbold. Go and check it out, folks, and we'll catch you next time here on the Fan of Podcast Networks, the Lethal Mullet Podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. We like to continue to feed your ears by inviting you to listen to the Fandom Podcast Network and all of the other awesome shows we have to offer. It starts with our flagship show, Culture Clash, our weekly pop culture news podcast. Blood Kings, our Highlander podcast. Couch Potato Theater, our podcast celebrating our favorite movies. Time Warp, the Fandom Flashback podcast discussing a year in movies and our favorite pop culture topics. Enzo, the NFL podcast. Good Evening, an Alfred Hitchcock podcast. Union Federation, our Star Trek and Orville podcast. Hair Metal, the 80s and early 90s rock metal podcast. Type 40, our Doctor Who podcast. Lethal Mullet, a 1980s and 90s action film podcast. What a Piece of Junk, a Star Wars podcast. And our newest show, Making Treks, a new Star Trek podcast with a deep dive into the final frontier with host Mark Newbold and Adam P. O'Brien. You can enjoy all of these great Fandom Podcast Network shows on our master feed at fpnet.podbean.com. Fandom Podcast Network is also on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also find us on Facebook under Fandom Podcast Network. You can also email us at fandompodcastnetwork at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under Fandom Podcast Network. Thank you for listening, and remember, respect others and enjoy your fandom.